big Mac filet of fish, quarter pot of French fries, icy Coke, thick shake, Sunday, and apple pie. Hello, everybody. I'm your co-host of the Hate Napkin. Welcome to season one, episode 70, 70, 70, 70. Little throwback to Max Headroom there. I'm your co-host, Eric, coming to you from the armpit of the devil's asshole, Columbia, South Carolina, where we're joined by our other co-host, Garrett, who's stuck in the gimp trunk still. If you don't like it, leave. We're also joined, I was going to make her a fellow a co-host, but last episode she said she didn't want anything to do with it. So she's still just our our special friend, Paul into the center square, Carla from Barcoan, Alabama, where they know how to peg like the best of them. Right? I thought that was on hey, the Hey, I'm not the one with the strap on microphone, buddy. The YouTube moment there, folks. Look at that. Now, if that's not creative engineering i don't know what it is there we go the annals of hate my mic is on the annals of hate i don't know what else i thought we could talk about just generally sounds that we hate i have something very specific but i thought today we could talk about sounds that we hate yeah that sound that's my most sound in the world okay and I know I've done that before, and that's what my alarm is, and it's I hate that sound so much, it's my alarm, so it wakes me up. Yesterday, I had some fraudulent activity on a credit card, <clears throat> which, you know, it happens. Listen, I, I swear I was not on that Inuit sex site. I did not make charges to EskimoPegger.com. I promise I didn't. That's cold, man. That's cold. Oh, I... Now, listen, you do not want a glory hole in a... There are certain places you just don't want to bury a, a glory hole. And I'd have to say maybe an Eskimo house might be the... I'm sorry, an Inuit house might be the place. What do you call those? Igloos. The glory... Be very suspect of a, of a glory hole in an igloo. Anyways, um, so, in fact, the credit card company also suspected it was fraudulent. So they sent me a message and said, did you make these charges? If not, call this phone number. So I called the phone number and I said... Now, I definitely did not make those charges. And of course, the inevitable happened. Okay, I'm going to have to fill out 15 pages of fraud of paperwork to declare this $60 charge as fraud. And then, of course, they're going to cancel the card. And But to cancel the card and issue a new card, they have to transfer me to security. So I got sent over to the security waiting room. And the sound, the elevator music sound, for 30 minutes, Yes. For 30 minutes. Only to be told after 30 minutes, our office is now closed. Please call back tomorrow at 8.30 in the morning. Fantastic. I had two. We were in stop and go traffic for Uber. So not only was I, I had two passengers in the back seat. And it was a game day here in USC. So it was like driving through the walking dead, drunk masses of drunk students everywhere, two people in the back seat, and on my AirPods, I'm listening to Marimba for 30 minutes. I I don't know how I made it to today. The rest of the night is a blur. <laughs> I may or may not have destroyed things and creatures. Did I, I probably put pillows over cancer babies. I, I don't know. It was bad. But 
I really can't think of a worse sound experience than the one I had last night. I already don't like that sound. I've already put it on the hate napkin. I had to listen to it for 30 minutes. So I thought we might talk about things that we don't like to listen to today. The sound, okay. It's related to sound. Uh, and really, it is on my hate napkin is this over-helpfulness in this culture that I'm in. But anytime I select a quiet place, it's just constant sound in Ho Chi Minh City. It's right. a con constant noise. It's a big city. So I'll select a cafe that's quiet, and I select it because it's quiet, and I'll sit down, and they'll bring me my coffee, and then just for me, they'll start blasting the worst imported music from America. <laughs> because you're there. Like, right. And it's like the most awful thing ever. And you're just like, ah, they did it again. I oh, now have to a, listen to this. A, it's a 40 something American. Let's play grunge rock music for him for the next two hours. No, that would be good. That would be nice. It's it's not it's not even uh it's nothing anyone wants to listen to. It's like the worst oh, the, package. The best, the best hits of John Tesh. <laughs> right. Exactly. Sometimes it's worse. Actually, it was it was really funny. I saw these like elderly UK ladies and like they go to turn on the music because there's some white people that sat down and it was like, fuck me in my ass, do me in, do me up the butt, up the butt, do a girl, I'm gonna fuck your butt, fuck your butt, juicy, fuck your butt. My juicy ass, fuck my juicy ass, fuck my juicy right. ass. Right, and like they don't really know what the English is saying and I'm just like, oh, these two like teetotalers from uh, the Queens area. I do not want to hear Fuck Me in the Ass by whatever new artist this is. Fuck Me in the Queens area? What? <laughs> so that, the, just the constant noise of the big city goes on my hate napkin. Yeah, no, I I, I, I totally get that. They're just, they're, they're trying to make you, an American, feel more at home. And then they play Wet Ass Pussy for you, Blair, Blair Wet Ass Pussy. And the best, well, but they're also, I, they're also, and I don't want to say there's a cultural problem with just silence, but it does seem that there's, it's very hard to get a quiet moment in uh, this part of the world. But maybe that's just big city life, and I'm comparing um, countryside living to the big city. You know how I get a quiet moment in my home? I blare white ass pussy, and my 15 year old hides. And I don't see him for a couple hours. Well, I wish you would keep your speaker to yourself and maybe wear uh, something to cover it. If I, I want my speaker, <laughs> are you showing your speakers again? N not in front of my child. If I want a quiet moment, I usually turn on the hate napkin loudly wherever I am for about five minutes, and then I have the place all to myself. That'll clear the room. <laughs> what I hate is um, this phenomenon of um, airline rage. There was a video that came out this week of this dude that sucker punched a flight attendant who had his back turned. What? Because he wouldn't, the flight attendant wouldn't let the guy uh, use the toilet in first class. <laughs> I'm 
I'm sorry. I'm serious. And two other passengers had to restrain him. And now the airlines are now traveling with zip ties and duct tape to zip tie their hands and duct tape them to their seats. I and I am so sick of entitled assholes on airplanes abusing flight attendants. Their job is hard enough. They have to deal with these people. Well, and they're being uh, assaulted all the time. What strikes me comically about this eh, story is that presumably said asshole needed to either take a whiz or take a crap. And so he's trying, he's, but now but now he finds himself in the position of being zip tied and duct taped to his seat and he still has to take a crap. <laughs> the duration of the flight. Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, sir, do you have to go? Here's a bedpan. Oh, wait, your hands are tied? You'll just have to crap your pants. <laughs> Everybody, here's a mask. But I, what the airlines don't realize, all of these assaults and attacks and uh, poor behavior changed when they switched from nice, healthy peanut snacks to unhealthy cookie chips whatever crap they're giving away and now you have a bunch of hangry people with low with sugar blood sugar spikes go back to the peanuts and we're not going to have attacks anymore no one else will be assaulted no i don't think that's the problem yeah i think well i think the world has become a meaner place and ever since there were all those masking restrictions you know, it's like the veil has come off and, and ill-mannered people just feel like they have permission to Oh, well, fuck you, Carla, for not agreeing with me. You, you know, I think, I think what the flight attendant should have said is, if you don't like it, sir, why don't you leave? And opened up the wind, opened up that side door and just chucked his ass out. Right, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I think we can tie in several things we've been talking about lately, because if you really want sort of a placated, calm, you know, traveling by air is an anxiety-packed event. Some people really yeah. do, you know, it, it works them up. They're already on edge. So what we, there used to be a time and a place, you know, when flight attendants showed off their cleavage considerably. And, I, you know, that put people at ease. Who so there? I think what we need to do is go back to standard cleavage. Now, for the male flight attendants, what we could do is maybe a little, I don't know, a little, a little ass cleavage. Um, I don't know if that would raise anxiety or not. There must be some equivalent. Maybe they could just, you know, open up their shirts all the way and walk around sort of, you know, 1970s disco style. There should be more chest showing generally by the staff. I think this goes for the pilots too. I think the pilots need to make a mid-flight appearance, probably in some sort of Chippendales like outfit. Do a little, you know, wear Velcro captain outfits. Come on out, do a little dance, take it off. Everybody gets everybody's either they're either sexually aroused or they're kind of just a little, you know, 
you know, it's a little entertainment, in-flight entertainment, do a little show, and then, you know, things to calm down or distract the passengers. Seriously, Most you are trapped in a metal tube hurtling through the air at 30,000 feet. There's never a time when cleavage is not appropriate. There's never a time when zip ties and duct tape aren't appropriate either. Well, if you're and into I that, I had of, both. Well, if you're into that kind of thing, fine. <laughs> well, I realize you wouldn't complain, but still, I do think it's pretty funny though the fact that this guy had to go to the bathroom so bad, <laughs> and now he's stuck in the chair. And it's not yeah, like he, they just—it's not like they just think. He was flying from Cabo San Lucas to Los Angeles. Okay, if you're going to behave like that, drive. Just drive. Right. Right. I, I don't oh, know you think else. Mexico's too dangerous to drive through? Then stay out of Mexico. If you don't you're like not it, entitled to fucking fly and act that way. Okay. I I agree. I'm trying to think of I've 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 flown so many times I can't think of any time that anybody ever punched somebody out having to go to the bathroom. Well, I can't remember anybody ever punching somebody out, but I do remember a flight that I took back. Um, I was coming from I was coming from somewhere in Mexico, and I was flying back to Kansas City, and there were. Obviously, a lot of Latinos on the plane, and this white couple sitting next to me was sitting there perpetually complaining about the fact that these people were speaking Spanish oh and how God. wondering how many of them were illegal and oh. doing all this shit out loud. So I very calmly turned and started speaking to the person across the aisle from me in Spanish. And they got extremely uncomfortable. But they couldn't help themselves. They kept having to make remarks because I hadn't spoken a word to them. And obviously, I'm so white, I burn under the glare of the refrigerator bulb. But never any indication that I spoke English and my accent is actually quite good. So all I had to do was grab my backpack, put it on. I was like one of the first people off. And uh, the woman turns to the man and makes some comment about uh, she doesn't look like a spick. Oh, Jesus. And well, I, I turned around, I turned around and looked and I said, well, from first glance, I would never have guessed you two looked like assholes. And I just... <laughs> it's a good thing you said it once the plane landed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was up, but, but I did get a glance at the looks on their faces. Oh, my God. that's Well, you know, you know, I don't like the sound Perfect. of marimba. I wonder if these two ladies have Spanish as their alarm. Buenos dias, cantos. Domingo, Domingo, Domingo. <laughs> I'll tell you what. So I, I'm going to stretch it out here. Sounds that I don't like. 
Or maybe just I'll put, how about Haitian air? I'm going to put Haitian air on my hate napkin. That's a sound? Well, yes, because there's nothing quite like flying from Capation Haiti to Miami and hearing the sound of the engine stop. <laughs> Both of That'd them. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Pilot coming on air going, ladies and gentlemen, please strap in your seats. We've run out of fuel. We're going to make an emergency landing at George Washington Island. <laughs> Which I come to realize George Washington Island is nothing but a strip of sand in the Caribbean Sea with a gas tank at the end. It is an emergency stop island. That's it for, you know, kind of a universal flight emergency stop. We ran out of... Now, Capation to Miami is like an hour half flight. I... I don't know how it's possible to run out of fuel other than the fact that they just didn't fuel the damn plane before we took off. And somebody's so, on the ground going, Bob, you had one job. <laughs> Ruben, one job. I was like, damn, I forgot to cap the fuel. <laughs> I forgot to put the cap back on. There's some Haitian dude sitting on the runway kind of tapping their forehead going, oh, I forgot. My blies. I forgot something. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, first it was the giant, the jolt. There was a giant jolt, and I had an orange crush in my hand, and the orange crush went all over me from face to foot. It was covered in orange sticky soda. Um, and then the pilot. You were said, about to be covered by another kind of orange crush. <laughs> Good thing I was wearing my juicy ass boxers. <laughs> I can't, you know, when a pilot comes on and tells you you run out of fuel and, and you look out the window and all you see is ocean. This is not a reassuring moment in life. But we made this emergency landing. I mean, and I'm telling you, it was a strip of sand and at the end was a you know a, a, an airplane gas tank. Oh, my God. Oh my God! up, and we turned the plane around and took off and made it to Miami. But yeah, that's not a sound you like to hear, is your pilot saying, "Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize, but we've run out of fuel." Is there anything else we've missed here? It's a world filled with things to hate. I'm sure we've well, missed some. Today I hate wasps. Wasps? White yeah. Protestants? No. Actual bugs. Why do you hate? And I, 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 I'm like twitching every time I see something move in the room. Um, this week I have had this onslaught of wasps. They're not anywhere else in the house. They're just in my office, and I've managed to ensnare every one of them in a dish towel, take them outside, and step on them. But this morning, I was cleaning off my desk, bumped my hand, my arm up against my water container and I thought I got an electric shock and I was like, what the hell was that? And I see this wasp walk around the cup and I was like, oh, you son of a bitch, you got me. I'm creeped out because they're like, they they appear out of nowhere. That's the whole point of having cats. What is your cat doing? Well, that's than- the thing. Betsy is usually the one who always 
sees a spider or something, and I mean, she's on it. But right. these things are so stealth, the cats aren't even noticing. Although I think if you look behind you there, I think the cat sees one on your ceiling. <laughs> well, she's definitely looking at something. There is one. I told you. We have a live wasping, folks. Caught here. Marlon Perkins here with the uh, intrepid Carla the Explorer. Carla the Great Hunter. Carla the Great Hunter just got this sucker. I'll be back. You see it? I got it. There's another one, I think. The cat's still looking around. The cat's like, you turned off my channel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so today we hate, we hate, uh, generally we hate credit card customer service. We hate the sound of marimba. We hate uh, annoying assholes on planes. I'm kind of enjoying watching Carla and the cat doing the same thing now. Well, I'm sitting here watching her because she's clearly on the job. <laughs> My cats, when they see a bug, they do this. They go. Not like her. This. She just stares. They sound a little alarmed. In fact, I'd be surprised. If... To the point that I do it now. If I see a bug anywhere in the house, I just go. And both cats will come running. And then I just walk out of the room, and, th and then I'll come back five minutes later, and there's like a leg left. <laughs> like a cockroach leg just kind of left. That's all that's left. And these she were both on this. They were both feral cats, so they eat. I haven't seen a real bug last more than two minutes in this house in over a year. They eat everything. Okay, well, folks, you joined us for another episode, season one, episode 70. We were in the annals of hate. There we go. All right, now go eat some fucking bad food. Destroy your liver. And I'm going to go hang out with the Wasp Whisperer. We were deep, deep inside the anals. Oh, wait, I have one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>